0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, Episode 39 Inch. On this week's episode, we talk about our live event featuring
1: Joan Ray and our UHF screening from last weekend. It's Dave and Ethan's
0: 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hey, Ethan, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Hey, Dave. Yeah, it was good. You know, I uh, saw a movie, did some comedy. You know, it's a regular weekend. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I caught up on some stuff on the DVR. I ordered pizza for
1: dinner one night. Oh, yeah. And I co hosted a live event with Jonah Ray, and I got to co host a UHF screening. Really? I did that too. What an incredible event. (laughs) (laughs) I agree, Dave. Oh my God. It was so much fun. (laughs) Well, okay. I guess that's it. That was Dave and Ethan. Dave, 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 Dave. Dave. We
0: we should talk about the event. I'm sure people want to hear about
1: it. (laughs) Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. (laughs) I didn't get to town until Friday,
0: but I understand that your fun started way before that. Well, obviously months and months ago, we were negotiating and making the deal happen. To get Jonah to town and get this screening to happen and find the right date and all that. So, I mean, we've been working on that for a while. Um, I think, what, we announced the event right around Thanksgiving? Is that when we made it public? That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Jonah was really nice about giving us a lot of time to do interviews with local press. In the week before our event, Jonah actually did an interview on this podcast it's for a local media company called Two Buttons Deep. And the podcast was called Minutes with Marco and it was it was pretty weird. Uh I mean, the the host Marco, he did a great job interviewing, but right before they had Jonah on, they're like, "Yeah, we don't know who Jonah is, so we just like looked him up." And then, like, they talked to him. It was actually really funny.
1: Um Did they like read his Wikipedia article and were like, "Okay, now I know enough about him."
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was very weird. Uh, I don't think <laughs> the guys even knew what mystery science theater was, uh, so that was interesting. But at least you know we got the word out there a little bit. And then the week of the event on Monday the twentieth, I got to listen in while Jonah was doing an interview for the Glens Falls Chronicle, and that was really interesting. You could tell the interviewer, the reporter, she knew more about who he was because I guess her daughter was a big fan. And so it was a it was a fun interview to listen to and then they actually came out with a newspaper article and what was really funny is at the end of the interview she's like "Jonah will you leave our readers with something funny?" And then like as soon as she said that she was like "Oh, you know, I I don't mean to put you on the spot." He's like "No, no, no, it's okay." He's like "I think it'd be really funny if you printed the word fart with an asterisk around it." <laughs> 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 and she's like uh Okay. And then the article actually came out and she actually put the fart with Esther. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> so then on Wednesday, so the 22nd, that's actually when I met Jonah for the first time because I was picking him up from the airport so we could do our stuff on Thursday. Cause that's when our first show was. And Dave, it was the most ridiculous pickup from an airport that's ever happened to me. I, I don't did I even tell you about this? I don't think you did.
1: I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> but first of all I gotta know, like in the movie UHF, were you standing out with a sign that
0: said on it, Ray? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, tell me oh, I
0: was not. I was not. Oh, he came in pretty late. So he was supposed to land around 930 at night. So I get there, you know, around 915. I want to make sure I'm there extra early, make you know, just in case he gets in early. And of course, I have his flight in my flight tracking app. And I get there. It says it's on time. I'm like, great. So I'm here. I'm waiting. Um, and, you know, it gets to be around the time when the plane's supposed to land. And then the app updates and says the flight is not going to be there until 1045. And I was like, oh, well, that's an over an hour from now. So I waited about 15 minutes. It didn't update. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to run to the store. I'm going to pick up some stuff I need. And uh, then I'll come back and I'll still have plenty of time to get, get them. So I drive away from the airport uh, about 15 minutes to get to Target. And I'm just about to pull into Target when I get a text message that the flight has landed 10 minutes ago and is unloading now. So I'm like, oh my God. So I like quickly, I turn the car around and I drive 15 minutes back to the airport only to when I arrive back at the airport for it to update again and say 1030 again. So completely like wasted all this time. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to wait here. I'm just going to spend the hour and wait. So I'm waiting, you know, about 45 minutes go by. And I'm thinking, like, why am I sitting here running the car? I should just turn the car off, and I'll start it back up when when Jonah gets here. You know, it wasn't, like, particularly cold out or anything. It was like, I'll be fine. So I turn the car off, and I'm just kind of waiting, just kind of browsing on my phone. And then I get the text from Jonah, hey, I'm here. And so I go to start the car, and it won't start. Oh, no. (laughs) So I'm, like, I'm not sure, like, what could happen, because it's, like, the only thing that was running was I had the flashers on. Right. So I'm like trying to get it started. It's not doing anything. And I go over and I see a couple of police officers and I say, Hey, I think I need to get my car jumped. Is that something you guys can help me with? And they're like, "Oh, well, we can't," but someone at the airport can. So they like they put in a phone call, and they're like, "Someone will be here in fifteen minutes to help you." So, in the meantime, Jonah comes out, and uh, he thinks it's hilarious, and uh, <laughs> he waits with me until they jump my car, and then I'm able to bring him <laughs> back to, <laughs> and bring him to his hotel. So I was happy to get all that over with. But then, like after I dropped him off, I'm back at my apartment, and I get a text message from our friend Jeff McClelland who had uh, co-designed those amazing posters for us. And oh, yeah. the plan all along was that he was going to pick them up on Wednesday and then he was going to drive them with him on Saturday. So Wednesday evening, very late, he messages me. and like, Hey Ethan, I don't think I'm going to be able to come on Saturday now. So I'm going to try and figure out how to get you these posters. So I'm, already like stressing out on these posters because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> you know that's the whole thing the whole point is that we got to sell them at the event so he's like i'll, I'll let you know tomorrow morning so <laughs> the next morning uh just to skip ahead just to stay on the poster track right. he's like hey i shipped them they should be there saturday and I write back I'm like you know the mail doesn't usually come until after I need to leave on Saturday so we'll pick that up when we get there in the timeline <laughs> of the poster saga dave
1: <laughs> well it's a good teaser we'll find out if the posters ever made it to the yes
0: end. <laughs> so what were you doing Wednesday and Thursday you were you were back home you're probably doing your regular stuff yeah I went to work you know went to the gym
1: you know I had a pretty eventful day. My car started every time I tried to start it. Oh, good. 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 (laughs) Didn't have to go to the airport for any reason.
0: So I was telling you uh, that Jonah was really generous with his time doing local press for us. So the local ABC affiliate wanted to interview him on camera. So we'd been going back and forth for about two weeks trying to get this straightened out. And I kept saying like, hey, how about we just go to the ABC news station and we'll come in. You guys have, you know, your cameras, you got mics, like it'll be very easy. And they like they kept declining and they had to find somewhere else. So it came down to like they wanted to interview him at his hotel. I was like, that's fine as long as you guys get permission for it. And I guess right. they couldn't get the permission from the hotel. So they needed somewhere to interview Jonah. So my friend who, uh, my personal trainer who owns a gym very close to where Jonah was staying, I asked him like, Hey, can we just come to your office and do an interview? He's like, yeah, sure. So Thursday morning (laughs) I wake up, I pick up Jonah and we go to my gym (laughs) and he gets interviewed for TV at the gym. (laughs) It was so bizarre. We were, like, joking around, like, he should be on an exercise bike for the interview and stuff. I was going to say, were you actually working out while he was being interviewed? Anytime I've ever been part of, like, a TV interview, there's, like, a guy with a big camera on his back. And there's someone with a microphone. And, you know, there's, like, it's like a whole rigmarole when uh, (laughs) that kind of thing happens. But so we show up at the gym, and it's just this guy... And there's no camera. He has a tripod. And I'm just like scratching my head like, what is going on here? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to do the interview on my phone. So he puts his cell phone on the tripod and he does the interview just that way. There's no microphone or anything. Wow. Are you sure he was with ABC? <laughs> <laughs> it was on his jacket. <laughs> it was so bizarre. So, uh, so he interviewed Jonah and then he interviewed me for a little bit. And I knew that I was going to get talked to a little bit. So I wore my Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast t-shirt. Smart move. In the actual video clip, you can see me wearing our logo, but they didn't use any of the stuff where I talked about the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. We got some free advertising on ABC. It's all good. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, because you saw me wearing my shirt on ABC, let us know. (laughs) Thursday was the day of our first comedy event. So Joan and I drove up to North Adams, Massachusetts, about an hour and a half drive. And we went to this really cool museum called Mass Mocha. And it's a modern art museum. And modern art is just essentially really weird crap that you say <laughs> is art. <laughs> That's the best way to describe modern art. It's just, it's all, all over the place. It's very weird. And it was perfect. Joan and I had a blast. We went through the whole thing. It took us a couple hours, and it was really cool. I wish you could have been there, Dave. It was just so bizarre, some of the stuff that we were looking at. (laughs) That sounds like it's a lot of fun. It was.
1: And I got to ask, did they have any Weird Al art there? There
0: was no Weird Al art, but there was some weird stuff. There was, like, (laughs) metal turds on the ground like this one part (laughs) there was just this like crack in the wall my first thought is like oh man they need to fix that wall and then i realized that there was a plaque next to it and that was art (laughs) the crack of the wall (laughs) which i'm still suspicious of they could have just like they could just put something up a a sign next to anything i was gonna say so
1: so their foundation on their building is cracked and rather than calling the you know the building inspector and get the building condemned they're like let's just put up a sign and say this is art
0: yes exactly (laughs) okay (laughs) there was one thing that Joan and I probably spent thirty minutes messing with. It was just this it kind of like a, a concave dish with a bunch of little pieces of mirror, and it was so bizarre. It's it's too hard to explain. But we took like five or six like videos of just us like in front <laughs> of this thing, and like videos of him like filming it, and then me moving in the background, and it was just so weird. And that was awesome. And then there was like this whole exhibit of like man-made instruments where it was like different, you know, string instruments and gongs. And, you know, there was even one and it kind of reminded me of like an accordion because it was like kind of a squeeze box type of thing. But when, okay. when you push on it really hard, it made a fart noise.
1: <laughs> it oh, was, so that was yeah,
0: perfect. It was, <laughs>
1: Went great with that article in the Glen Falls Chronicle. <laughs> it did.
0: <laughs> so then, of course, we had our show at North Adams, the high low. It was just it was so much fun getting to perform with him. And my co-producer for the comedy event, Thomas Stilla lewis he was there. And it was just a great show all around. And Got him back to the hotel in one piece and knew that we had a, a big day ahead of us for Friday. Were there any more car troubles on the way, way home? No car troubles at all. <laughs> very good <David. laughs> I was very nervous.
1: <laughs> so on Friday is when Jackie and I came up and actually got to join in on the fun. So we got up there in the mid-afternoon or so and then we checked in the hotel and then we went directly to your place. And let me ask you something. Between... Where we were staying in this hotel and where you live, about a mile away, there, I'm not kidding, there's no less than five roundabouts (laughs) to get to your place.
0: What is up
1: with all those roundabouts?
0: I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but I have to drive on them every single day, two directions. Like the GPS is going, "At the
1: roundabout, take the first exit. At the roundabout, take the first exit. At the roundabout. I'm like, is this thing stuck in a loop? What is going on here?" But there was, I'm not kidding, there's like five roundabouts between the one mile between where we were staying in your place.
0: It was wild. It, it was is, crazy. It is insane. Yeah, that that whole road like, if you keep going the other direction, it's just, like, 50 more roundabouts. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't even think there's crossroads. I think they just put them there just to to mess with us. <laughs> I would believe that.
1: I think, I think so. whoever was the designing that town and laying it out must have got a good deal on roundabouts. Totally. <laughs> like, at the, you know, like, hey, you know, we're having a sale on roundabouts. I'll, I'll take them all.
0: <laughs> or it's like their car was broken So it's like, well, we can't pave a straight road, but we could pave a curved road. (laughs) Well, just put in a bunch of roundabouts. (laughs) Yes, that is pretty insane. (laughs) But uh, so, yes, you guys came over and and we started to look at uh, some of our thoughts for for the interview. We really didn't have all that much time before I had to head up to the venue in Glens Falls.
1: Yeah, we didn't have a lot of time before we had to get ready to go to the comedy show, but I did finally get to take a very brief look at your collection. Very brief, yes. And let me tell you that you got a lot of work to do to get that organized.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I told you. I told you, Dave. (laughs) I've got a lot of stuff all over the place. (laughs) I'm going to have to take like a month off of
1: work and just come up and help you organize. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All my vacation time this year is going to go to getting that
0: room organized. (laughs) (laughs) So I I made the way up to Glens Falls with Jonah and we had to do a sound check at the venue, the park theater. And then Jonah and I decided we were going to grab something to eat before the show so we went up to I don't even know what the place was called, the Bull's Den or something, it was like a sports bar. We just okay. we we didn't have very much time, so we're like this place looks like it'll be fast and cheap. So we go there <laughs> and we sit down and we sit right at the end of the bar and right in front of me, right in front of my face is a sign for Fat Tire beer, which is a type of beer that I happen to enjoy. And that's the only thing I can see. We're kind of too far to see what what is even on tap. So when the guy comes over and asks what I want to drink, I look at the sign and I say, I'll have a fat tire beer. And the guy looks at me and he he goes, what? We don't have that. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) And then I looked around and they had like a lot of sports memorabilia on the walls. That was literally the only beer sign in the entire <laughs> bar. Was the one beer that they apparently don't have. So, so we uh, we got our food and it was just okay. I guess <laughs> is, is the best way to describe it. And um, and we got back. What did you guys do? So before the show, Jackie,
1: your girlfriend Kate, and myself, we went out to dinner as well. There is this great restaurant right in the actual venue right below the venue where you were performing called docks and they had really good food there but one thing that was really funny is that we got there and we got there plenty of time to actually sit down and have a good dinner but for some reason the service was pretty slow. So we're like, got our food and we look down we're like, Oh my God, it's 10 minutes till showtime. Oh so we're like gosh. shoving the food in our mouth. <laughs> we're like, I think that they, they could tell that we were not, you know, this is like a, a pretty upscale restaurant. Like we were severely underdressed for it. Okay. You know, t-shirts, <laughs> um, T-shirts and, you know, jeans and stuff. But, um, so they could tell that we were there obviously for the comedy show that was happening, you know, at eight o'clock that night. Uh, not there to just be like celebrating some big event right like everybody else you know <laughs> in their suit and ties um, <laughs> so the food was great the service was good but it just took a long time yeah um so we were like rushing to get get our food down we're like can we get the check Can we get the check and like we're running up the stairs and they have really cool like spiral stairs and they have a really cool elevator there yeah. which we didn't get to use we ran up the stairs and we like ran into the the venue you know and then um Fortunately, our friend Johnny O'Hearn was there, and he had actually saved the three of us some seats with his group of friends. So we were sitting a little bit off to the side, but it was great to see Johnny again. We got to catch up and, you know, meet his friends. Oh, it was – and then, you know, then the show didn't start for another like 15 or 20 minutes anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got the report that there were still people downstairs trying to finish their dinner, so we (laughs) held the show. (laughs) I appreciate that. Now, was that the first time you ever saw me do stand-up, Dave? This is the first time
1: I have ever seen you do stand-up. This is also the first time I ever saw your partner Tom do stand-up, and the first time I ever saw Jonah Ray do (laughs) stand-up. A lot of firsts that night. (laughs) A lot of firsts that night. Yes, this is the first time I got to see you perform, and I know that you are really a funny guy. You know but just to see you perform in an element oh my god you had me laughing you told a great story i'm not going to tell it on the air but you had told a great story <laughs> and oh you had everyone in the audience laughing you were it was just a great experience i had a lot of fun i know that jackie had a lot of fun johnny had a lot of fun everybody there was just having a blast it was so much fun to finally get to see you perform and i highly recommend that any of our listeners who are ever have the chance to go see Ethan perform, you
0: must go do it. He puts on a great show. Well, thank you, Dave. Yeah, I, I would hope that after all this time I could <laughs> tell a couple jokes. <laughs> no, it was really great to have you guys there. And then, of course, our friend Jeremy Samples was there. He was actually at the Thursday show in North Adams as well. And the woman who interviewed Jonah Ray, who wrote Fart Noise in the newspaper, was also there. So I got to meet her as well. (laughs) Oh, and I guess I I do want to mention, so Jonah was doing, you know, about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, So he did some stand-up, he did some stories, and then he ended every set playing some music. So that included mostly songs from his Weird Al punk songs from his album You Can't Call Me Al. But he also had a couple new songs that hadn't been released yet. Yeah, it was so cool
1: to get to see Jonah performing cover versions of Weird Al songs. Ah, It was so much fun. Everyone was having a great time. The audience was loving it. There were a couple sing-alongs. It
0: was a lot of fun. Yeah, one song that's not on his album was Yoda, which was so much fun to hear him do Yoda in the punk style. And then Happy Birthday he did, which was not from the album. And then one of the nights he also did Trigger Happy, which was not on the album. So a lot of great new stuff from Jonah. Yeah, he started off
1: on the Glensfall show. He started off with Eat It, and just that was just a blast. And then he went, like you said, into Yoda and then song Reptilicus. And that was a lot of fun. And then he finished his setup with Amish Paradise. Yes. Let me tell you, I had Amish Paradise, his version of Amish Paradise, (laughs) stuck in my head all night long. It was amazing. I still have his Amish Paradise (laughs) stuck in my head. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. And he puts on a great show. He was a very – I mean, we knew this going in, but he's a very funny guy, and he puts on a great show too. So I'm going to also recommend – Besides just seeing Ethan next time you get a chance to, if you ever do get a chance to
0: see Jonah Ray perform, you should definitely go check him out as well. So after the show on Friday, there was a little meet and greet Jonah did just with some of the audience and a couple of people actually asked for my autograph, which was always, it's always funny when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And we found a copy of the Glens Falls Chronicle with Jonah's interview in it, and Dave, you actually went and you got a couple copies for the collection.
1: Yeah, you sent me out on a wild goose chase to go find these copies <laughs> of the Glens Falls Chronicle. Actually, it wasn't that hard to find. You told me exactly where they would be, and they were. Oh, I good. Walked right in the door of uh, what was it? Of it, uh... Stewarts or something? Oh yeah. So, so I just walked right in the door of the Stewarts and. I look down and there's the Glen Falls Chronicle. And I just grabbed the stack of them and
0: walked right out. (laughs) It was really funny in the article. I mean, obviously the fart noise is really funny, but it also says he does a cover album of Weird Al Yanovic songs. (laughs) So those, I mean, I'd never heard any Weird Al Yanovic songs before. So that was very interesting to read about. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's his cover of the Yanni version of Weird Al songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we we should start a David Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al Yanovic podcast. <laughs> you know, just as a companion piece to the one that we're on now. Good idea. It'll be
1: it'll be our next set of bonus episodes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was all the leading up stuff. The next day, Saturday the twenty fifth, that's when everything went down. That's when we had the final comedy show, but you and I, before that, hosted an interview with him live and a screening of UHF. And there's so much to talk about about this day. Yeah, it was like a
1: wild day. I mean... Let me tell you that this venue that we were at, I mean, I've been there before and I know you've obviously been there before, but this the way they had it set up, it was like better than I thought it was gonna be. This screen, I mean, I remember seeing the screen before, but it was bigger than I remember. I mean, it is two thousand inches easily. Yeah. And they had like these nice bleachers set up and we basically filled up the entire bleachers with uh fans, you know, and they were all out there and they're having a great time. But It was such a cool setup that they had there, and they had us set up as a table up front, and we got to put our merchandise on another table up front. Burrito Burrito was there, in
0: person, live. (laughs) I think our fans were more excited to see Burrito Burrito (laughs) than us, Dave. (laughs) Well, let's go through step-by-step of the day. So um, I I realized at some point... That there was not going to be any vegan milk for us to dunk our <laughs> vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches in. So, Dave, you luckily, along with Jackie, went and got us some almond milk. <laughs> yes, that was the highlight of the day for sure.
1: No, well, yeah, we just ran out. We actually got to the venue um a little bit before sound check. So we had a little free time. And that happened to be when you texted me right as we were driving up to Proctor's. And I'm like, well, Jackie, let's go find some almond milk. She's like, okay. So <laughs> there was a store about a mile and a half away. We okay. picked up the milk and, and uh, got back just in time for a sound check. Um, and actually, it started pouring rain while yeah. we, as soon as we got there. So it was like, oh, okay. And I had all the stuff we had to carry in. And I'm like, okay. I hope it stays dry. <laughs>
0: I was just glad it wasn't snowing. That's what I was worried about, because it it had said maybe it was going to snow on Saturday, but luckily it was just warm enough out that it wasn't. But you know what was wild is that when we got there, it's like, there were a ton of people just
1: walking around downtown, and I had no idea, but there was some kind of like soup crawl or something going on in downtown Schenectady and there was just people all over the place. I'm like, man, this place is hopping for a Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah, I, I saw all those people and I told Jonah, I was like, this is not what it normally looks like. <laughs> Usually it's a ghost town 24 hours a day. So these people walking around you know, just like
1: in the rain and just like, I'm like, man, these people are really like dedicated. They must all be coming to Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast screening of UHF, which is my you know logical right uh, thought you know but you know of course they stop and get
0: some soup uh, before that hope they save some room for their burrito burrito i can't think of anything less appealing than walking around in the rain (laughs) eating different kinds of soup like i can just imagine like the different soups like combining in your stomach and you're walking (laughs) and you're getting poured on like it sounds horrible to me so i'm glad that i did not partake in the soup (laughs) stroll. But, you know, more power to the people who uh, came out and did that. (laughs) So one thing that we were planning to do is during our interview, we wanted to show both of Jonah's music videos, the one for Amish Paradise and the one for Frank's 2000-inch TV. But when we were doing the sound and video check, I don't know if you saw this, Dave, the Amish Paradise, it's already kind of like a a choppy video, like stylistically, but it, it was just like all so choppy even more so than it's supposed to be so kind of on the fly um we decided not to show that one and we decided just to show frank's 2000 inch tv so we're going to show amish paradise and then show frank's at some point during the interview but we changed it on the fly and i'm happy with that i think it worked out well
1: yeah i think it worked out well i mean frank's 2000 inch tv for those of you who haven't seen it is the one where he inserts himself in all of the scenes from UHF so it fit perfectly and it's a hilarious video yeah. and I know oh, that totally. the audience loved it so I think it worked out well for us that we only got to play the one video
0: so while we're there we're doing the sound check doing the video check um, we're setting up our merch uh, the whole time I'm watching my phone to see if these posters are going to arrive <laughs> because you know as I mentioned earlier in the episode they were going to be arriving at some point on saturday but i had already left my girlfriend was back at home she was waiting as long as possible before she left just in case she could get him and then my friend joella she who lives nearby was our backup in case kate had to leave <laughs> then she was gonna go and get them and bring them to us so we at least have them before the show ended um but luckily Just in the nick of time, just as Kate was leaving, they showed up. So she was able to come. She brought the posters. What was some of the other merch we had? Oh, we had so much fun stuff. We had actually,
1: we put on a raffle. uh, And for the raffle, one of the prizes was an autographed copy of Jonah Ray's You Can't Call Me Al on vinyl. And then we also had a separate one, which we sold as well, which I think the first person in the door actually just bought that. Yes.
0: So, <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Was,
1: <laughs> but that was great. Uh, we also had – you had brought a couple copies of the Spy Hard uh, promo CD, which we got to sell. And But most amazingly, we had stickers – Not only the stickers that everyone has seen, you know, the the podcast stickers, our logo, the stickers that Kelly Phillips drew the caricature of us for. But we had brand new stickers never seen before by anybody
0: of us and Jonah Ray. It was so cool. And they came out so beautiful. And then we also had a brand new sticker, a Gill and Chill sticker designed by the great Owen Watson for us.
1: Oh, yeah. That sticker is so cool. I just the Gill and Chill. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I'm
0: like sticking that sticker everywhere. I'm like, oh, I got to put it here. I got to put it here. Oh, (laughs) it's such a cool design. I love it. I love Gill and Chill because it's such an in thing. Like, unless you listen to the podcast or unless you're a huge Weird Al fan, you're not going to understand what that means. But you know what? The, yes. the sticker and the design is so cool that it stands alone on its own. I saw people
1: there that obviously had not, you know, been in on the joke. Were are laughing at the design. They loved it. It's so cool. <laughs> They're like, this is so cool. <laughs> I think we definitely sold a few Gill and chill stickers just to people who were like, Oh, this is such a cool
0: looking <laughs> sticker. They were like, I don't know why I like it so much, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs>
1: And hopefully we'll indoctrinate them in and they can uh, be Gil and Chill fans. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so cool getting all those. I was also able to sell some of my pins. And like you said, Dave, we had the raffle. And while we are setting up, who shows up but Burrito Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> the famed Burrito Burrito shows up in the nick of time to sell their vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches and their vegan burritos. This week's episode brought to you in
1: part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito burrito burrito, but every burrito 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 can be burrito burrito. Those were so cool. This is the first time I actually got to try a burrito burrito in person, and let me tell you... Oh, my taste buds were
0: never so happy. (laughs) We took a whole photo series of you and I biting into our burrito burrito burritos. And those pictures are so funny. We have to put them online somewhere because people are going to crack up when they see us eating the burritos. (laughs) Another cool thing is that. Burrito
1: Burrito actually just launched their line of T-shirts. And, Ethan, you and I have got to get Burrito Burrito T-shirts.
0: I feel like I need a Burrito Burrito T-shirt for every
1: day of the week. <laughs> oh, for sure. I need a Burrito Burrito for every day of the week. <laughs> and if you want to check out that amazing merchandise, those great T-shirts, you can do so. You can They have it linked from their website, burritosquared.com. There are a whole bunch of different choices. They're really cool. I'm definitely getting some of these, and I'm definitely getting one for everyday week. And for sure, Ethan, I am getting you the baby premium onesie.
0: Oh, I was going to get that for you, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can never have enough burrito burrito (laughs) onesies. (laughs) (laughs) So we had the merch all set up. Burrito burrito was cooking. We had the cash bar. They were selling Yankaritas, and we were supposed to open the doors at 3.30, but... Everything just was delayed we're getting everything ready. We really didn't open the doors until four o'clock and people just started flooding in. Like you said, the first person in the door bought that Jonah LP. Um, we were selling a bunch of the raffle tickets. People were buying stickers. People were buying posters. It was so cool having all those people through. There
1: was a long line at Burrito. Burrito for the Burrito Burritos. There was a long line to get Yankarita's. And, oh, man, the whole place was just filling up, and everyone was having a great time, and everyone was really excited to get to see us, to get to see Jonah Ray, and, of
0: course, to get to see UHF. Yes, and I saw people walking around with Twinkie Wiener sandwiches, so I know that those were (laughs) definitely in high demand. And I'm not sure about this, Dave, but... As far as I know, I believe those were the very first vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches in the world. I mean, maybe someone else did it, but they had to get those Twinkies specifically made just for Burrito Burrito.
1: Yeah, those were real vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches that they had made up. Everything about it was 100% vegan. And let me tell you, this is only the second time I've ever eaten a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. But the... (laughs) Burrito Burrito vegan version was so much better than the Twinkie Wiener
0: sandwich that I tried live on air that one episode. So really, Dave, you only eat Twinkie Wiener sandwiches when we're recording, as it turns out. As it turns out, that is true. All of my my experiences eating Twinkie Wiener sandwiches have been documented on the podcast. You're welcome, America and world. (laughs) So we are presenting the interview and the screening in collaboration with It Came From Schenectady, this really cool cult film group at Proctor's. I used to be part of It Came From Schenectady. I guess I technically still am, Um, but we're presenting (laughs) it with them. So before we came out, Paul Kazee, he gave away some prizes. They did some raffles. They gave away some stuff, talked about their upcoming events. And then we were brought out and people were... Highly amused to see us. <laughs> <laughs> we got some cheers. We got some, some applause. Uh, we came out. We introduced each other. And then we decided to do the big raffle. And, of course, we mentioned the Jonah LP, but the main thing that we were raffling off, the big ticket item that everyone wanted, was the screen-printed poster of the event number twenty seven. Yeah, we reserved number 27. We pulled
1: that one aside as soon as the posters came, and we put that one out for raffle. And everybody really wanted number 27 because, you know, the significance of number 27. But once people saw the poster, they were like, I love this poster design. We sold quite a few posters there. We still have a few left over, very few left over. So if you do want to get a poster, you definitely want to get in touch with us as soon as possible because – We're almost sold out of the posters, but they are absolutely amazing. Number 27, we put it in the raffle, and uh, we had a great turnout for the raffle, and we pulled out the name from the raffle, and we pulled out the name or the number, I guess, for the raffle, and this gentleman came down, and coincidentally his name was Dave, but he came down, (laughs) and and what we did is we had this set up ahead of time. Uh, We had um, our listener, one of our friends, Trevor, who was working with us at the event? He went up in the audience with a box, and, <laughs> and we we went to our you know the guy Dave who won the raffle, and we said, "Okay, you can have this number twenty seven limited edition poster, or you can have what's in the box." That Trevor Son is bringing that right now, <laughs> and the audience went crazy, at, and they were screaming, "Take the box! Take the!" Bo-. Oh, it was it was directly out of the movie. It was great. <laughs> Dave was playing along. And and here's the funny thing is after the show, I did talk to him – and I found out that he had seen the movie UHF a while ago, but he hadn't made the connection of that. We were doing the, the scene from UHF. And he thought we were really giving him the option to either take the poster or what is in the box. And he had no idea what was in the box. So he was like really racking his brain. Oh, Do I want to give up this amazing poster or do I want to actually go for what's in the box? Ultimately, the audi- yeah, I think he looked at his wife at one point and he was like, what do I do? And she's like, I'm not getting involved in this. but But, ultimately the audience convinced him to take the box. He took the box. And of course, Trevor lifts up the box like perfectly right out of the movie. Perfect out of the movie. (laughs) And everybody goes, nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely Nothing. nothing. Stupid. Stupid. You're You're so so stupid. stupid. Everyone's yelling
0: and pointing at him. And Oh my God. He's like, what did I do? I messed up. (laughs) I love that he was not in on the joke at all. He just was like, oh my God, I'm getting nothing and they're calling me stupid. <laughs> so amazing. Of course, Dave, we gave him the poster. Yeah, we gave him the poster as a consolation prize. But yeah, it was it was so much fun.
1: And then of course we called the other numbers out and gave away everything that we had put up in the raffle. It was
0: so much fun. People were having a great time at that raffle. <laughs> So once the raffle was done, then we introduced the man of honor himself, Jonah Ray and people went nuts it was so cool having him come out if you've ever seen like a panel at comic con where it's like three microphones like on a table and they kind of have like a long uh, stem on them that's kind of how our setup was so we just had a table and the three mics so jonah came out he sat at the table and we you know dave and i were kind of on one side and jonah was on another and we just had so much fun talking to him
1: oh yeah we had a great interview with jonah Everybody in the audience was having a great time. We actually took some questions from the audience directly. We had them write out the questions ahead of time, and we pulled them out during the interview. And Jonah was great with all of his answers. He was having a great time. We had a
0: great back and forth with Jonah. Everybody was having a good time. He was just so funny. He had such great answers. We we got to talk about... Al stuff, and we even asked him what he would do for a UHF2, and he he gave us the plot. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to actually play the
1: interview we did with Jonah on next week's episode, so you definitely want to make sure you tune
0: in for that. So at the end of the interview, Jonah grabbed a guitar, and he decided to play Reptilicus, the song from Mystery Science Theater, where he goes through all the different kaiju and monsters And while he was doing that, Dave, you and I, we grabbed Twinkie Wiener sandwiches, we grabbed almond milk, and we brought them back. So right as he finished doing the song, the three of us cheersed and we ate the vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches (laughs) from Burrito Burrito. And what was your reaction biting into the vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwich?
1: I'll tell you, my reaction actually was that it actually tasted good. It actually, (laughs) believe it or not, it was good. You could almost eat that. I don't know what they did to make it so good, but maybe just being vegan, maybe just being from burrito burrito, right. but everything about it was so good. I'm like, I could
0: eat this for dessert. I really could. When you think about it, the one that you had before, we got all of the ingredients <laughs> at a gas station <laughs> in New Jersey, and this was like all homemade and, you know, a lot of elf effort put into it. <laughs>
1: I know we were talking to Alex, who runs Burrito Burrito after the show, and I remember him saying, I'm thinking about adding Twinkie Wiener sandwiches onto the, our menu. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally go have those on a regular basis. <laughs> This was the first time also that Jonah had ever
0: tried a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. That's right. The way he described it was very similar to how Al described it to us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was almost word for word what Al said, which was really kind of creepy. But you'll definitely hear about his reaction to the Twinkie Wiener sandwich, his first ever Twinkie Wiener sandwich on next week's episode when we play our interview.
0: Or if you were already there, you know what happened, but you can hear it again next week. So then it was time to start the film And they hit play and all of a sudden, like something else was playing and I was so (laughs) confused. So I was looking at it. I'm like, what the heck is this? So I said into the mic, I was like, this is a lot different than I remember, <laughs> but it turns out they were playing trailers for upcoming. It came from Schenectady films before oh, okay. they actually did it, which is kind of weird. Cause it was, we we're already like an hour into the event, but anyway, <laughs> then, the, then the film actually started It's so cool hearing an entire audience, you know, cheer and clap along to stuff And like, of course, you know, when the actual like Wheel of Fish is happening and people are yelling out, take the box, take the box. (laughs) You know, it's just it's uh, so cool to get to experience that with a, a giant group of Weird Al fans.
1: Oh, yeah. We had a smart audience. Everybody in the audience knew the film. They knew the right times to react. And everybody was having a blast. And it was so great to actually see this movie on a huge gigantic screen. I mean, I went out there for a little while to actually watch the movie and I saw stuff because it was such a giant screen that I had never seen before. Like one example is I had never seen that, you know, the scene at the end of the movie where they're driving, where they've rescued Stanley and they're driving back to the station. Yeah. And there's, and they're all in this like Jeep or some like other kind of like Jeep like vehicle. And they're coming in. There's actually a license plate on the Jeep and it says Geronimo. Really? I never, I noticed, never that. Ever noticed that. <laughs> you know I've seen UHF at least two thousand times. Right. And for me to never have noticed that before is just like amazing. So I definitely would love to just sit back and just outside of an event, you know, where I'm co-hosting
0: a <laughs> podcast,
1: sit back and watch UHF on a giant 2000 inch screen and just see what else I missed.
0: Right. Just like purposely don't look <laughs> at where you're supposed to look and just see what else right. you can find. That's a great idea. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so while the film was going, I really didn't have much of an opportunity, unfortunately, to watch the film doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes so one of them was um taking the posters that our friends had pre-ordered and getting them signed and all ready by jonah so jonah went through signed them you know someone wanted jonah to sign it but not us some people wanted us to sign it <laughs> and jonah so it was just kind of going through and making sure we had everything right. set up and then i had to of course get ready for the comedy show that was directly after the <laughs> uhf screening so I had to you know, take the guitar and the guitar amp downstairs. It's helping uh, my co-producer for that, Tom. We we're getting everything set up. And then if you remember the Minutes with Marco podcast I talked about at the beginning of the episode, right. the people from that news organization, Two Buttons Deep, they wanted to do an interview with Jonah during his sound check. So it was very difficult to figure out what time the sound check was going to be because our show started late and we weren't sure where when the film was going to end and everything was up in the air. So Jonah and I actually went down to do the sound check during the film. And then they came two buttons deep. They came and they were interviewing him and talking to him and they recorded the sound check. And then, you know, they spent a couple minutes talking to him after the sound check. And then it was time for Jonah and I to get back there because the film was almost over. So I thanked the guys. Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for coming. You know, thanks for doing the interview. We, we got to head back to the other event and they're like, oh, well, we just want to record, you know, Jonah walking to the other event. I was like, okay. So <laughs> they they filmed Jonah like walking up the stairs and walking to the other side of the venue to where we were doing the screening. We get to the door and obviously on the other side of the door is a room full of people watching UHF. So I was like, all right, guys, you know, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. Um, and Jonah and I went in and we we went back to the green room and we sit down and, and you know, you know, Joan is happy to do interviews, and and but when you're getting ready to do a comedy show, like you, you kind of want some time, you know, just by yourself to yeah. just kind of get in your own head and stuff. So we get back to the green room, and we, there's still some time left in the film, and we sit down, and then the guys walk in, and they're still filming. And it's like, <laughs> where did you guys come from? <laughs> you guys barged right into his green room, and so they're they're like filming him, and and then you know it was really getting town on time to when the film was going to end and we had to go out and do the outro. So finally I was just like, all right guys, you got to go. <laughs> and, and they, you know, they, they, got some really good footage, but, um, we were able to, to give Jonah a little bit of space. And then, um, of Dave, you came back and we, we ended the show and we sold some more merchandise. Jonah was taking pictures and signing autographs with people. It was just such a fun experience.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great. As credits were rolling, the three of us came out and we just were dancing in front of the screen. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I danced. forgot about that. <laughs> it, was like, it was so kind of funny. It was just like so random. And we just started just all like we held each other's hands and dancing in a circle. It was I, a lot of fun. I must have blocked and that I, out. I forgot about that. <laughs> I think I think it was a perfect cap to the to the event. I mean, it was I mean, the entire event was so much fun for me. It was so much fun for people in the audience. I know a lot of people in the audience came up to me after, you know. Of course, you know, like you said, Jonas st- stuck around and he signed autographs, took pictures with anyone who wanted one. Yeah. But a lot of people also did come up to me and I know you as well and they thanked us for being there and you know, we did sign a few autographs. We did
0: Take a few pictures with fans. Yeah, people wanted to meet us. That was crazy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, you, you guys know that Jonah's right there, right? Like, <laughs> like the actual famous person's right there. <laughs> no, it was really cool getting to see people. We got to meet some really cool people. This guy, Bob, we met. He actually got to be a stormtrooper with Al a couple times. So he was telling us about that. And we met some other people. We got to, as you mentioned earlier, we got to talk to Dave, the guy who won the poster and took the box. And we got a picture of him and his family and <laughs> a picture of us pointing at him yelling loser. <laughs> I think his kids
1: enjoyed that one. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. So then literally as soon as the meet and greet was over, Joan and I had to run downstairs for our next show. And we went right into the green room. We were getting ready. The crazy thing with that is we were totally sold out. It's not a huge space. You can fit up to 150, 160 people. And we were like beyond that as far as tickets were sold. So we set up all the chairs and there was a group of 60 people who wanted us to reserve seats for them. So we reserved 60 seats. And after the doors opened, people were sitting, but people from that group were not sitting in the reserved seats that were reserved oh. for them. So all the seats were taken up and people are like, Hey, there's no more seats left. We're like, we put out all the seats. So it, it turned into this like kind of crazy fiasco where people are like complaining and they're like, we need seats. It's like, there are seats. So we ended up having to just like, at a certain point, just, we we're just like, all right, sit anywhere. And um, it seemed to work out. <laughs> but so yes so that show was was great. We um, we got to perform Tom, myself, and Jonah, and it was just such a fun show, such a great way to end the weekend after everything. So I was sitting in the
1: audience for that show as well, and I actually had found myself a chair nice and early, so I wasn't involved <laughs> in that fiasco. But let me tell you that at that show, the energy for that show was incredible. Everybody, you, Tom, Jonah, they were just put on excellent sets. And I was not just watching you guys, but I was watching everybody else in the audience as well. And there was not one person that was not dying, laughing, cracking up. It was such a fun show. It was so high energy. Everybody there was having a great time. So if there was a chairs fiasco, which I somehow missed, <laughs> I don't think anybody cared at that point. <laughs> everybody was having such a yeah. oh, great Yeah, oh, totally.
0: Time. Yeah. I mean, some of the people who are complaining to me about seats at the end of the show just came up to me and were like, that was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, we got it all resolved and it ended up working yeah. out. What a cool thing. And I mean, a lot of the people who were at our screening were able to literally, like we said in all of our promos, were able to just walk right downstairs for the second show. How convenient
1: was that? Oh, yeah. I saw a lot of people that I recognized from our screening of UHF. There are a lot of people uh, that had came, come to both. And, you know, even a few people who were wearing Mystery Science Theater 3000 shirts,
0: <laughs> which is yeah.
1: <was> really cool. <laughs> um, and then, of course, after the show, Jonah came out and did another meet and greet with everybody in the audience who would who wanted to meet him.
0: Jonah was a very, very generous. He talked to everyone, took pictures with everyone, signed autographs with everyone. It was just so awesome. And I couldn't believe that we had did it, Dave. We've, we've been talking about this. We've been planning this for months and months and months and it finally happened. It went so well, you know, we weren't jinxed at all. (laughs) Everything (laughs) happened. We had a great turnout. We had so much fun. You know, it it couldn't have been a better weekend.
1: No, it, it definitely couldn't have been a better weekend. It was so much fun. Everything about it was great. I had a wonderful time and I was involved in putting it on. I can't imagine how our fans and all the people who were at the event, how much fun
0: they were having. Right. They didn't have any of the stress that we had (laughs) of running around and making things happen. They just got to show up and enjoy it. That was fun. Yeah, but the
1: reactions that I did get from people who did come up and talk to me after the event everything was so positive they made us feel great for coming out there and i know that they all had a great time and I th- hopefully we picked up a whole bunch of listeners as well because i know a lot of people were hearing about the podcast for the first time at these events
0: yeah so that was really cool to get to reach some new people that way then of course on sunday it was time to bring jonah back to the airport but I did get to see you for a little bit before you headed back to New Jersey. I had to come
1: over because I wanted to take one more look at your collection just so I can get a game plan in place <laughs> so I know what what we need to do to get your collection organized.
0: And we had ordered a bunch of things uh, together, so it took us a lot of time to go through and just split it up <laughs> and figure out <laughs> whose was whose and, and write down <laughs> so we have the information for our collections. It, it was... Uh, It would be boring to anyone else in the world except us. (laughs) I had so much fun sitting on the ground going through pieces of paper with you. It's
1: like, yes, yeah, so it's like, that's what I live for, like, on the weekends. I'm like, oh, I get to work on my collection, and now I get to share it with such a super fan like you.
0: That's right. And, you know, we
1: we both are on the same page with collection stuff. It's like we were just, like, totally in the zone together. And I feel bad for Kate and Jackie who are looking at us like, oh, well, when is this going to end? Yep. <laughs> oh, well.
0: But we had fun. We had fun. That's all that matters, right, Dave? <laughs> So what a great weekend. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Dave. What a great experience all around.
1: Yeah, and thank you for everyone who did come out and who did support us. We really had a wonderful time. I hope you guys all had a wonderful time as well. If you were there at the event, we do want to hear from you please give us a call 347 spatula or send us a message on social media. We're at 2000 inch everywhere, or hit us up on our website, 2000 inch.com and contact us there. We definitely want to hear about your experiences.
0: Please let us know. And we want to thank again, huge special thanks of course, to Jonah Ray special. Thanks to my comedy co-producer, Thomas Attila Lewis, Paul Kazee, Brendan, Rob, and the whole team over at Proctor's for getting that together. Kathy, Ed, and Evan, they got us the guitar. Kathy was helping us sell merchandise. And, of course, huge special thank you to Kate and Jackie.
1: Big thank you to all of you. You guys really helped us out a lot this weekend, and we had a lot of fun hanging out with all of you. And by the way, we do have a limited number, a very limited number, of the beautiful screen print posters available first come, first served. Please get in touch with us as soon as possible if you
0: want one. And we do have sticker packs available, and they are, of course, free with any poster purchase, and they are free to all of our Patreon supporters. Plus, our Patreon supporters will be getting a special bonus sticker. So watch your mailboxes. Those should be coming very soon. Right.
1: And if you want to sign up on Patreon and get in on this deal, you can visit us at patreon.com slash 2008, sign up, and we will make sure you get one of those special sticker packs.
0: Dave, not only did we have a lot of great stuff happen this past week, there's also some Al news. Yes, yes. The evening
1: prior to the Grammys, which was Saturday night, which was when our event was going on, there was an event that was put on called the Whammies. Okay, and what the whammies are, (laughs) (laughs) they're kind of like this pre-show party that they do every year. I think this is the seventh year that they've done it. And this year, the event paid tribute to the Traveling Wilburys, and basically performers like Donnie Harrison was there, Weird Al was there, the Bangles were there, the Cars. Oh, it was a lot of people just paying tribute to the Traveling Wilburys. And, of course, the Traveling Wilburys, if you don't know who they are, they're George Harrison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, and Jeff Lynn. Well, Al was there. He performed Tom Petty's hit, Refugee. And that's not it. He also performed, everybody came up on the stage and did this, the Traveling Wilburys hit, Handle With Care. That is so cool. Yes. And no thanks to Mike Minnick because he did not send us any. videos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also in past guest news and people related to the podcast, Kelly Phillips, who did that amazing caricature of us. She has a Kickstarter right now. It is for dirty diamonds. It's the 10th book. It's their all girl comic anthology. And you can support it right now by heading over to dirtydiamonds.net slash Kickstarter. You can get the book, you can get past editions of the book, or you can just throw your support in. It's an awesome thing that she's doing. Check out dirtydiamonds.net slash Kickstarter.
1: A big thank you to all of our listeners, our subscribers, and everyone who follows us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 2000inch. And thank you to those who have joined our Facebook group. And of course, Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We are at patreon.com slash 2000inch. Patreon helps us pay the bills to keep this podcast free for everyone who enjoys it. If you like this podcast, please consider going over to patreon.com slash 2000inch and supporting us there. It'll help make sure that we can continue to bring
0: you these episodes week after week after week. Find us online at 2000inch.com and be sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and leave us messages to play on the air at 347-SPATULA. Let us know what you thought of the event. We would love to hear your reaction. Next week, we are thrilled to be airing our live interview that we recorded with Jonah Ray. You don't want to miss that, so be sure to tune in next Wednesday for episode 40-inch. I am so excited to finally hear that interview with Jonah
1: Ray. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Radial Podcast, episode 39-inch.
0: Dave, you luckily, along with Jackie, went and got us some almond milk.
1: Yes, that was the highlight of the day for sure.